Welcome to That Nam's Podcast, a podcast produced by the New Anglican Missionary Society for those that have a heart for or are interested in church planning, discipleship, and world missions. On this episode, Servant General John Schuller begins to bring our focus on the cycle of discipleship to its conclusion. The end must be the new disciple becoming a disciple maker. We hope you enjoy. Welcome to That Nam's Podcast. This is podcast number 30. I'm John Schuler, and I'm glad to have you here. We come today to the seventh step in the cycle of discipleship, and I just want to remind you that it all started with the conviction that God gave the mission of the church to the church when he said, go and make disciples of all peoples, of all ethnos, of all, of all nations, every tribe and tongue and type of people that that is the mission of the church, and and therefore that the church must learn to be a community of disciple-making men and women. And the cycle of discipleship that we've developed in NAMS has seven steps. We come to the seventh step. The seventh step is that a disciple is multiplying himself. A disciple is making other disciples. The goal of the cycle of discipleship, the purpose of the cycle of discipleship, is to bring men and women to that place where they are obeying the commandment of the Lord Jesus, and they are multiplying. Where there was one disciple, there will be two. Where there were two disciples, there will be three. Where there were three disciples, there will be six, and so on, and so on, and so on. A multiplying disciple, we believe, is a made disciple. When Jesus said, follow me and I will make you fishers of men, he meant to make us fishers of men. A man who catches men, a woman who catches women. The nature of being a disciple is to grow up to be a disciple-making disciple. And until a disciple of Jesus is a disciple-making disciple, there's a real question mark that hangs over, are they a true disciple? Now, we know that Jesus teaches a true disciple abides in the word of Jesus. And to abide in the word of Jesus means to not just know it, but to be fed by it, to be nourished by it, to be living by it, to be obeying it. And Jesus clearly says, my purpose in calling you is to make you someone who calls others. This is Jesus' clear and explicit teaching. The connection between Matthew 4.19 and Matthew 28.19 couldn't be clearer. Follow me and I will teach you to catch men. Go and make disciples. Those are the same reality. And this is not only taught clearly by the Lord Jesus in his commandment, that as he was sent, we are sent, John 20, 21, but it's taught by the apostles. It's seen clearly throughout the New Testament. Indeed, it's seen clearly throughout the Old. And when your eyes are open to it, When the Spirit of God opens your eyes to it, you can see that reaching the lost comes by one believer discipling another, one believer discipling another. 
the work of preaching the gospel, the work of teaching the gospel, explicating the text, all these things are a part of that process. But fundamentally, it is the process by which one man catches one man, one woman catches one woman. By this, my Father is glorified, Jesus says, that you bear much fruit. So a disciple who is not bearing the fruit of other disciples has some growing up to do. That's the whole point. That's the whole point of our cycle of discipleship, to bring those who draw near to Christ and who hear the gospel and receive the gospel and are nurtured in the faith that has come to them and are equipped for the work that God has for them and begin to do the work that God has for them, that they multiply that they multiply. Now, we see this unfold very clearly in the ministry of Jesus. From the day of his baptism, he drew others to himself who he was teaching to walk in the truth that his Father had sent him to us to reveal. And we see over the course of the period of his life on earth, his ministry on earth, that he disciples 12 men, to then go and disciple others. But what we can easily miss is that he's teaching that to every disciple. It's not an apostolic work. It's a, it's a disciple's work. It's part of being a disciple of Jesus to learn to make disciples. Now, we know and we must face that Jesus himself, in the fullness of his, of his sonship, and the fullness of his relationship with God the Father spent the better part of three years with those first disciples. And so there's a sense in which we know there is a time frame. There is a, there is a process by which someone comes to the point of now being sent, of now being sent out, of now receiving the command, go and make going in your living, in your life, be making other disciples. And so we like to suggest that when we have someone in the life of the community of faith who has truly come to faith, and if we have a three-year period, it should be a minimum goal of our leadership in a local congregation that over that three-year period, we help that convert, we help that new member to become a disciple-making disciple. Can it happen sooner? Well, of course it can happen sooner. We can see evidence of that in the New Testament. One of the most startling examples of it that I know is in the ninth chapter of Acts of the Apostles, where we see in a matter of a few weeks or perhaps a few months, uh, the Apostle Paul going from an enemy of the church to being helped to escape from those who want to kill him and helped to escape, the text says in Acts 9.23, helped to escape by his disciples. So the Apostle Paul began to make other disciples of Christ almost immediately after he himself became a disciple of Christ. Remember that it is, it is modeled behavior. 
It is the experience of being present with someone who is discipling you and seeing someone who is discipling others that begins to prepare you to become a disciple-making disciple. Now, remember, the cycle of discipleship that we teach is a man-made construct. The Lord Jesus can be using anyone at any time in ways that only God knows sometimes, and sometimes that are visible. People can be used to make disciples long before they're very mature. They don't have to literally go through these seven steps to be effective disciple-makers. But in the long run, we believe that all seven of these steps are critical to a mature disciple-making disciple. It's been my experience, I've shared this before with you who listen, that the vast majority of churches that I've known or visited or helped to see started in my lifetime are not churches that are filled with disciples who make disciples. We have gotten very good over centuries at creating teaching environments where people of faith get taught and then they get taught some more, and then they get taught some more. The whole purpose of the cycle of discipleship is that there is teaching, there is training, but the whole purpose is that people learn the disciple-making process. And the way that's learned is when someone disciples you. If you will cast your memory back to the... um, the, state, the step in the cycle of discipleship we call nurture, you'll know that second only to worship is for a new person who has been converted to be in a disciple-making relationship with another person. It must be seen. It must be experienced. And they must discover that it's simple, that it's natural, but it must be intentional. It must be intentional, and that requires effort on the part of those who have learned to be disciple-makers to pour into those who themselves are learning. And that means regular meeting, being together often, at a minimum once a week, discussing real life with one another, praying together, bringing life under under the teaching and authority of the Holy Scriptures, learning to unpack the meaning of the scripture. Um, The intention is always to let the new being discipled disciple learn that this is to grow you into being a disciple maker. Anything that impedes that conclusion is not what God is asking. So this is what you must carry on from this podcast. I must learn to be a multiplying disciple, or I have not yet been made. Well, thanks for joining us. God bless you. I hope you'll be with us next week. If you enjoyed this week's episode of That Nam's Podcast, please rate, comment, and subscribe on whichever podcast platform you're using. Also, if you would like to get in touch with us or want to learn more about NAMS and our mission, 
please visit us on our website at namsnetwork.com. Thanks for joining us, and God bless.